Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese, brother, you stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Clap, 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 clap. clap. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, you know in the early 70s I drove tour bus for the Grand Funk Railroad. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. Kevin is not here. Whereabouts unknown, but welcome to the Quiet Day Podcast, Infinitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back giving you another episode. As I mentioned last week, we have some guests coming up. I'm excited about them. We should have two in the coming weeks here. Very exciting guests, so stay tuned for that. Kevin, who knows what he's doing? As I said, he's... uh... So last time we spoke to Kevin, he was in New Orleans. I don't know if he's made it back from New Orleans. New Orleans is a fun city, as we all know. Um, So let's um, let's, uh, see if we can get Kevin to tell us where he actually is. Yeah. If you live in New Orleans and see a guy with long hair and an outrageous jacket, it's probably Kevin. So uh, tell him to get back home and get back on the podcast because uh, we could use him. No, right. we don't really need him. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, we got, uh, we got some follow-ups to last week's episode. A lot of interest in Guy's dad. Uh, we got some theories there. And then we have uh, kind of a quiet question that evolved on Twitter that uh, I would like to get your take on here. But a lot of the Quackalites came in with uh nominees we said we were trying to cast Gee slash fulton's dad if you don't know about that go listen to the previous episode it will be in the show notes uh you'll definitely need that for a reference here as we talk about Gee's dad so uh we had eight nominations from the quackalites and uh we'll just go through him pick some finalists and see uh what the quackalites think from there so first up uh sarah nominated Val Kilmer, age 61. Good hair. I do like that. Is he maybe too good looking for well, this let's get, role? let's get the full eight and then we'll kind of, we'll break it down. Okay. All right. So Air Lemaire says Phil Hartman, RIP. I don't know if, if he's allowed to be in it. Uh, yeah. Wow. What a, what a drag on this episode. <laughs> Phil Hartman's ghost. Yeah. Uh, is his brother Butch Hartman, or they just happen to have the same last name? I don't know. Air no um Shame on you, and shame on you, Mike, for bringing that up. Wow, wow, Tommy is very offended right now. Let's just move on before uh, this whole podcast goes down in flame. Uh, Matt, Matt had three nominations here: Gary Sinise, age sixty-six; John Voight, age eighty-two; and Jonathan Banks age 74 jonathan banks probably best known as mike ermintrout uh and breaking bad but you might know him from other stuff 
Um, Chef Jojo had a couple. Kurt Russell, age 70. Patrick Duffy, age 72. And then Joyce Ng, 61, with J.K. Simmons, age 66. So I'll recap and, uh, you know, remove remove uh, the the guy who shall not be named because I don't want to anger uh, Tommy again. Phil Hartman, uh, beloved actor and voice actor. Yes. Let's move on. Uh, again, the, the full list here. Val Kilmer. And, and the one that we mentioned, um, trying to remember his name, uh, after I spent time looking it up, do you have it offhand, Mike? The one that we mentioned, we mentioned, a, like, we threw out a few. We threw out, like... Um, we threw out one, but he was a little bit too young. But I guess we don't even need to talk about that. Let's, uh... Oh, Dermic Mulroney? Yeah. From, uh, yeah, we can add him on. Yeah, we'll add him on from... Uh, I don't remember what show he was on now. He was um, on a couple of seasons of um, Shameless as, like, Shame. Fiona's older lover. So he is 57. He's the youngest of our group. So um, let me, I was going to put them in uh, like youngest to oldest order. I'll try to do it here. They are not on my list, youngest to oldest. But again, the eight, we have Dermot, Dermot Mulroney, 57, Val Kilmer, 61, Gary Sinise, 66, J.K. Simmons, also 66, Kurt Russell, 70, Patrick Duffy, 72, Jonathan Banks, 74, and John Voigt, 82. Anybody stick out to you there, Tommy? A couple do for different reasons. And the first one is John Voigt, just because he's older. So I think he could be like an older guy who was like, um, didn't mean to, you know, get a, their mom pregnant, something like that. It's just kind of like ran out on him. And, um, and John Voigt, I think, could kind of be like a deadbeat pretty easily. Um, and so I think he would play that role pretty well. Um, and so that jumped out to me. He's also an Academy Award winner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he can act. <laughs> um, doesn't really strike me as like having that great head of hair, though, um, which is kind of um, a prerequisite. And so Val Kilmer was, uh, I think, a really strong nomination. He might be, he's a hair young, Mm -hmm. but um, being 61, I think that means he would have had the kids at like 17. So you could definitely could have done like the whole, you know, not ready for, you know, to be a dad kind of thing. Um, And uh, J.K. Simmons is pretty good. Again, the hair. Yeah. But I think you could kind of weave it in like, because I think he can say like, shaved head now like he's not in the um j jonah jameson you know flat top era so he can kind of be like this will be you one day you know kind of like you're like enjoy the hair while it lasts young men you know so i think you could play into that and he's also an academy award winner um so those three kind of jumped out to me um in terms of um kurt russell i think maybe he's a little bit too nice Mm. you know but i think he would be like the cool dad if you will and so like he comes around it's like kind of like um evan's dad um, yeah kind of like evan's dad he only shows up every three months if that every six months when he does it's a great weekend of like going to the fair and like going to watch you know going to a pool hall things like that but 
not the not the guy who's going to go to your hockey game. Um, so those kind of jumped out to me. Um, and the other four, um, trying to read my handwriting. Oh, Jonathan Banks. Um, I don't know. Um, he is best known for Mike Armentrout. Um, and I think maybe I'm just kind of thinking of his character too much, but I don't think he'd run out on uh, on his family. Mm. Um, another bald guy, so you'd have the bald jokes. Yeah. Um, Gary Sinise. Um, you know, I just don't see it, even though I think Gary Sinise <laughs> is a great actor. Um, I think Gary Sinise is maybe a little bit too small because, like, Fulton's a big dude. Mm. Um, now, again, I'm thinking of, you know, Gary Sinise from like Forrest Gump and you know Apollo 13 um and I, and I don't see Gary Sinise as like uh like a Minnesota kind of guy but hell maybe he's from Minnesota maybe he's just that great of an actor <laughs> so those are some of like my first um my first um instincts there um and Gary Sinise was actually born in Illinois so yeah he could play the Midwestern then um but Mike wanted to see what some of your initial thoughts were. Yeah. As you mentioned, J.K. Simmons um, and Jonathan Banks, it would definitely have to be a plot point. Like, it would have to be addressed that they are bald and these other dudes have great heads of hair. So I don't know if it would – I would like – I think J.K. would do, you know, a good job. But, yeah, I don't know if he fits um, Dermot, great head of hair, but uh, as we mentioned, kind of young. I, I do like Val a lot, but he's young too. So, um, yeah. So, I, guess- I like Jonathan Banks as maybe being the uh, the uncle. Mm. So maybe being the brother of Val Kilmer, either like the older brother who had to help raise him, or the younger brother of John Voight, who's like, "Hey, you ran out on them. I cleaned up your mistake. You know, I gave up my twenties to raise your kid, or whatever, something like that." Yeah. Um, I don't, I think, um, who you haven't talked about, Patrick Duffy might be a good call there. Age 72. So he's well within the range there. Not too old, not too young. Uh, he got some decent hair. He's got good hair. And I think he could play like, uh, not a slime ball, but maybe like kind of running out on like, he, he like grew up in a Dinah or something. Like he definitely has like, yeah some hawks vibes to him Mm -hmm. and so maybe he was like you know again kind of like he was wealthy or something and you know had these kids out of wedlock and there you go and he he just kind of sends some child support and he's like a dad of one of the hawks now and so there's that plot point oh um and and so like he's trying to keep that quiet or does he like reconcile with, you know, Fulton and Gee? Um, so I think if you were to have Patrick Duffy, he would need to be a current Hawk dad. Um, yeah. and a, maybe a, a bit of a player or something like that. Um, but you know, he's, um, he's someone who, who could do, it. and I think he'd also be the kind of guy that like, uh, you you would enjoy kind of not cheering for mm-hmm. being like he's a deadbeat and so like having jonathan banks being the brother is like i think could also work with patrick duffy and like again you'd have like uh patrick was like well i got the hair you got the the ears or something i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean you 
kind of going back to your Kurt Russell point, he might be like a little too nice. Like, I don't know his whole filmography, but he seems just like a wholesome type of uh, face and whatnot. So maybe he's not believable in that way. But I do like this whole aspect that he's got a whole new family and he like stayed in the area to sort of like keep tabs on his other kids while he's, you know, a decent dad for these new kids. But um, yeah, I think we need to start sort of eliminating people here. So are, are we okay with the Baldies staying in or, or do we think we just need to cut them? I think Mike Armentrout is eliminated. Mike Armentrout, John Banks, Jonathan <laughs> Banks is eliminated as the dad. Okay. But I do want him to have a role. Okay. So he's eliminated from father talk. And I think Dermot Mulroney is also eliminated. He's just too young. That's my fault um, for, for suggesting him for the role. Um, but he could be maybe, um, I'd also like to get him in the Mighty Ducks series uh, universe in some capacity. He could be like Bombay's older cousin. Mm, mm, nice. Um, I talk about Gary Sinise, 5'9". I, I do think he's a little too small there. Good call yeah, there. Yeah, I think Gary Sinise is, uh, is eliminated there. All right. So we're down to the final five with Val Kilmer, John Voigt, Kurt Russell, Patrick Duffy. Uh, and J.K. Simmons, we, are we are we cutting old Kurt here for being too nice? Yeah, and I think um, you know it's interesting is Aaron Schwartz, who played Carp, was like Kurt Russell's younger body double, right? And so we know who Carp's family is, but maybe uh, maybe there's some kind of role for Kurt Russell to be like the carp's dad nowadays or something like that they bring it back like that got to shape or something and interesting yeah because they so for those that don't know guardians of the galaxy 2 aaron schwartz was basically like the facial model for a younger kurt russell and they used his face as like sort of the the model for the cgi when they had to do flashback scenes and stuff like that so there's a connection there i do yeah yeah, there's a there's a backstory that we need to get into, but that's uh, for a different day. Um, and, so- and Kurt Russell's married to Goldie Hawn, so she could be like Carp's mom. And it's like you have this like power couple, mm. and their son is Carp. <laughs> yeah, I do but like. like but now Aaron Schwartz is obviously he grew up. He's you know uh, a very good looking man, so it's like he grew into his Kurt Russell Goldie yeah. Hawn uh, uh, genes there. Yeah, and then you'd have to explain away, you know, the the chubby bearded guy in D1 who seems to be Carp's dad or guardian. Maybe that's an uncle or maybe, you know, Carp reconnects with his real family, you know, later on in life, which is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. There's a, yeah, there, like we said, there's a whole story there somewhere. So um, we're down to four here. Are we going to cut it to three and then let the quack lights are we going down to two where do you want to leave let's it keep it at four. Oh, so we've four. got val okay. kilmer john voigt patrick duffy and jk simmons okay and so val kilmer we kind of said oh he has him when he's 17 you know doesn't really know how to be a dad john voigt has him like when he's like 37 he's a deadbeat and he's like didn't want to be a dad mm-hmm. um patrick duffy was he cheated on his wife with Gian Fulton's mom, covered it up, he's given them money, and now he's a Hawks dad. So those are three, you know, perspective storylines. But J.K. Simmons, what's the story there for J.K. Simmons if we were to cast him as the dad? Yeah, I think he 
I think it goes back to our sort of initial um, theory. You know, he just ran out on them. Maybe they connect later in life. Um, and and the, like, it's surprising because JK is bald and they have this great head of hair. And so he he goes to the Guy and Connie's wedding and sort of seems to be a little reformed, but he did some terrible things in the past and doesn't know. It's like, how do you rectify you know, what you did with the past and how do you make up for it now? And uh, there's that whole sort of uh, conflict there. And I don't know if you can at this point. So mm-hmm. that's how I see JK. I like it. So there you go. We'll put up a poll, Twitter, Facebook, on our website, that kind of stuff. Vote for your casting for Guy and Fulton's dad. Again, Val Kilmer, John Voigt, Patrick Duffy, jk simmons who should be gee slash fulton's dad and let's uh let's move on here as we come up on on the halfway point of the episode so uh we'll run through this theory so stevie yanks sent me a theory uh quack light stevie yanks well known uh quite question of the year winner i believe so at some point so he sent me this theory he likes to send me things like on Facebook voice memos that are like 45 seconds. So he'll send like five of them in a row. Like, God forbid you just send me one and a half minutes of audio. But anyway, let's move on. So he says Fulton knows he's Guy's brother, but Guy doesn't know Fulton is his brother. And that is why Fulton really stays at Eden Hall. You know, he doesn't go with Charlie. He stays because he wants to be sort of a silent protector and look over Guy. And, you know, that's why he's going to these games in D1. And he's sort of hanging around with these kids, but he's not necessarily part of the crew. And then, you know, he lives out his brother fantasy with Portman as the Bash brother. Like, that's how he gets the quote-unquote brother there. And then he says, Stevie Yank says, Connie probably knows because, you know, Connie and Gee probably talked about it at some point when they – we're hanging out with each other when Guy and uh, Connie were on a break. But do they tell Guy? Has Guy figured it out? We don't really know. But just thoughts on this theory that, that Fulton may know before you know the dad drops the bomb on him at the wedding. I think it's a good theory. I think um, it really does explain why Fulton would go to these games. You know, um, in, in D1, you know, they see him in the stands. He's just there by himself. I could imagine, like, like if it was, like, a, a Patrick Duffy type or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. If, like, the dad, like, Fulton finds out who the dad is and kind of confronts him. And he says, don't tell your brother whatever you do. And I will, like, pay for your college or something mm. like that. Um, and, like, I'll make sure, like, that you get seen by all these football scouts. I don't know. And so Fulton um, is very conflicted, having not grown up with a dad. He's like showing the dad loyalty, but he's also trying to show Guy loyalty. Um, and so he wants to, you know, tell Guy so badly. And I think Connie finds out just because of like weird circumstance, mm. um, not necessarily through like dating through the grapevine or whatever. Like um, she finds out. Um, like before Eden Hall, kind of before if she and Guy went on a break after Eden Hall. Um, just because she sees like Fulton like in Ducksworth's lawyer's office or something with the dad doing some kind of like, you know, trust fund or whatever. I don't know. Right. 
Um, but she definitely sees that. Um, and uh, I, I do like it though. Um, I think that uh, it, it makes sense for what we know about Fulton. He wouldn't like, you know, break his dad's heart or something like that if, or think he was breaking his dad's heart. And all that kind of depends on, does the dad already have a relationship with Guy? And by not saying something to Guy, Fulton is not breaking up Guy's family or something like that. Yeah, I think the key here is Fulton has to figure this out and, and make contact with the dad. So I guess the dad's still got to be around in some aspect or Fulton has to has to figure this out before he's really an adult, which I don't know like how he would do that unless the dad came back around. So maybe it's something where, let's say the dad is, um, is Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so Val Kilmer is involved with Guy's life. He's Guy's dad. He's married to Guy's mom. And we're going to say that's biological parents. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer is still giving like 500 bucks a month to like Fulton's, you know, mom or whatever. Are we mm. saying, if we're going with the twins or maybe they're just half brothers, they're just half brothers. This is how it works. Like, so he gives her like 500 bucks a month and Fulton's always like, where are you getting that money from, et cetera. And so one day he kind of like, follows the postman or like he he's he like stays up late and watches to see who drops off the money i like this i like this so the dad still has some regret here and he's trying to you know he knows he can't like make up for it at all but he's trying to do what he can fulton yeah i guess fulton as a street kid, maybe he's, he just like sort of constantly finds money and he doesn't know how, or, or he has some sort of bank account that he figures out he has where it's being deposited in. So I do like this. Yeah. He follows and then, you know, Gee or sorry, Connie, you know, walks in on something that's happening. I do like this as the like a uh, mighty ducks. I, I was gonna say like 1.5 but it might even be before that it's like a 0.5 like it's a whole sort of prequel action that uh, so, we can really get into are we saying that you know val kilmer and um the mom uh to be determined who the actress would be true are we, we saying that, that Guy and fulton are twins are just half brothers if mm, this is tough because like twins would make would be the easiest okay so here right. it is okay you've got val kilmer and the mom they're 17 they're like seniors in high school they give birth and it's like we can't afford two kids we can mm. make one kid work and so they give up fulton for adoption and so they keep Gee. and um fulton though on his way to the um you know adoption to the to the orphanage or adoption agency mm-hmm. you know um, kind of gets lost and that's where he kind of be, lives in this alley where he's raised right. by uh, by dogs in, re- in reality he's, he's raised by like a kindly old woman right but he always says his best friends are dogs and so that's how you can explain like the separate thing because they couldn't afford it and now Val Kilmer has a lot of regret giving money and you know maybe Guy's mom is uh is not as curious or or it could be that um they lied to Guy's mom and said oh no there was only ever one kid or like <laughs> the other one died or something yeah wow Maybe that's what they said they told Guy's mom that you know Ful- the other one Fulton he died and I so see. um just so she wouldn't worry about having to like uh raise two kids when they can only afford one yeah okay and Val that- Kilmer feels guilty because he knows yeah 
no it makes sense it sort of fills in some gaps with fulton's backstory like he can he can still talk to dogs but he's not like just solely cared for by dogs uh especially when he's younger so yeah there's a lot to process here but i think we cracked the case thank you to stevie yanks thank you to tommy this is uh this has got real deep a real kind of dark but uh, I think we're coming out on the other side. There's sort of a happy ending on the other side here. But uh, I look, uh, look forward to seeing what the Quackalites have to add and what they think about this whole thing. So let's move on now to the Quack question. You asked us questions on Facebook, through Twitter, uh, email, Discord, all of that good stuff. We picked the best ones, try to answer them. I don't know if this, is a, this was a true Quack question. I guess the, the first question was, but... This uh, this quiet question comes from at Greg Van Ripper or Van Riper. I don't know. R-I-P-E-R. Riper? Say Ripper. I like that a lot more. All right. Greg Van Ripper. And uh, we got some help from at Michael DF88 on this. He, there was a whole Twitter thread. But the question is, would Gordon have had a strong case if he decided to sue Ducksworth for wrongful termination? Um, so this is obviously D1. Ducksworth makes the threat. Are you prepared to lose your job over some kids? We're assuming Gordon loses his job here. But as I said, Michael DF88, not convinced uh, Gordon actually gets fired here. Obviously, you have Lewis, the driver. He still shows up in the championship scene. So there's some question about who's paying for Lewis is Lewis there on his own accord. Did Hans take over Lewis? But I think, first of all, are we saying Gordon is fired? Do we have any sort of um, inkling, any sort of evidence on whether Gordon was fired or not? I think, yes, he's fired. Ducksworth says pack your things. Uh, I think Ducksworth would um, maybe embellish some things to make it so that he would win any kind of case just like look you had how many moving violations in a year and like we still kept you on so it's like no we'll just say that yeah you violated terms of your um like administrative leave you're fired mm-hmm. um and it could also be like hey he was spending all his time you know on this hockey coaching job instead of being a lawyer and that's what he was doing and it's also you can be like oh direct insubordination you know we told you to not pursue this thing with you know the uh the league and you did so yeah. you're fired like direct you know insubordination yeah we would need we might need a lawyer on this but obviously gordon sliding out they might the nice he probably could have been fired just for the dui right away ducksworth tries to help him has him do community service gordon fulfills his commitment and continues on with community service so that's sort of how i uh, I'm reading it. So yeah, does did he have grounds for wrongful termination? I guess the only way he might have is the documentary footage. If he if he gets his hands on that early and says like he made a threat to me, and this is not about my insubordination. This is about these kids. But at the same time, I don't know if, like if that's still legal because Duckworth, depending on the contract, you can fire basically at will. Um, so it could get messy in the legal system here, but um, I, I don't know. I would say no as well. I don't think he has grounds for a wrongful termination suit either because of just his past indiscretions here. So, yeah, I think though, if Bombay were to like leak everything to like the Minneapolis Star Tribune, 
you might have a, a, a pretty good story there that sees Ducksworth like resign as well, where Bombay yeah. doesn't get his job back, but Ducksworth is, is gone. Yeah, I think Ducksworth is definitely on thin ice. Who knows if, you know, what happens with O'Reilly and Phil Banks, like they might be pulled into it. I, yeah, it, it becomes a huge mess if Bombay wants it to be a huge mess. Uh, so it's really... I could see his- Bombay like, not doing it because he's kind of turned over a new leaf by right. that point and adam banks is screwed if he kind of pursues it right and so he decides he doesn't need to do it right i i would agree with that he's in sort of a um a a peak for his you know morality or yeah i guess that's the right word for it where you know he's feeling good about himself he's helping these kids it's not like he's regressed into the beginning of d2 or things like that so i think he's just like fine i have enough money i'm trying to win this championship for these kids even though you know he's kind of secretly trying to win it for himself too so yeah i don't think he pursues it i do think that is what happened if he does pursue it um so we're saying was gordon fired yes does he have grounds for a wrongful termination suit maybe but he probably doesn't pursue it Um, So it comes to the question of Lewis, the driver, and he obviously sticks around after. Is he being paid at this point or is he doing this out of his, you know, good heart or does Hans take over the payment? Where do you see Lewis in this whole aspect of it? So I think the question is, is, was, is Lewis just like a contracted driver and he was just like, Hey, you're paid for the whole season upfront, whatever. Mm -hmm. If Bombay fails his terms of the um, community service, you still get paid. Right. So I think that would be the most, you know, logical explanation for what happens, you know, but was Lewis like one of Ducksworth's like fixers? Was mm. he kind of like the guy who would get things done off the books and this was his assignment? And so is he essentially breaking ties with Ducksworth, which I don't think he would. So I think um, Lewis was just contracted and they said, you get paid no matter what, because they weren't sure if Bombay would fulfill his um, community service. And so Lewis is like, I'm already paid, so I'll just keep doing it. And it's like, like it's all good. Like, I've got the car through the state championships, so I'll do it. And, uh, you know, he probably, like, you know, likes the kids, too. He's, mm-hmm. he's grown to, uh, he's not as curmudgeonly, even though they, they ate some of his candy. Yeah, I do like that. You know, he's he's obviously been around the driving circuit, you know, driving the tour bus for the Grand Funk Railroad. So I can see him working as yeah, it's a contractor. Part, yeah, yeah, part of a contract uh, organization there. Yeah. And then he he he's already been paid. He's like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do, whether Bombay gets fired or not. So I'll do it. And I like these kids. So I'll hang around. I do like that. So uh, myth busted, as they say. I don't know if they still say that, but myth busted anyway so that is it for us vote in our poll again the four nominees for geese dad geese slash fulton's dad val kilmer john voigt patrick duffy and jk simmons the poll will be in the show notes it'll be on twitter on facebook in the discord wherever you access us the poll will be there and and once we do have the poll winner we will finalize the canon of Gee and Fulton's father. Yes. Because we've had a couple of different theories floating around, but once we know who plays him, um, we'll do that. And we'll also cast Gee and Fulton's mother. 
Yes, this is uh, this is an ongoing series with the and maybe the um the woman who raised Fulton, if it's not going to be the mom. Mm, I like this. I like this. We can uh, really expand the universe here. So, uh, look forward to that in the future for us. The QuackTech.com. Go there. Contact us at QuackTechPod on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash QuackTechPod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Uh, tell us what you think. The canon of Gee and Fulton and their dad's relationship is and go to the discord join the discord it's lots of fun lots of action going on there and remember ducks fly together ducks fly together